Last month, as news of the coronavirus started to spread, so many people on my social media timelines were saying that it looked like black folk couldn't get it. It's a foolish conclusion, I know, but at the time, the epicenters of the virus were almost exclusively among white and Asian countries and communities. Now, experts believe that the United States, not China or Italy or Spain, will have the most cases worldwide in about 10 days. As it spreads across the country, I want to share with you today seven reasons why African Americans are actually at a much higher risk of contracting the coronavirus. Also have a really funny clip to play for you. And today we want to keep on pushing for Woman Crush Wednesday. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. Before we begin today's full episode, I have to play this clip for you that I just saw on social media. It's of a woman talking about her experience at the grocery store. Just listen until <laughs> until she's finished. It's it's funny and not funny. It's serious and funny at the same time. And you know, that's kind of how humor has to be during the age of the coronavirus where things are super serious and often really depressing, but you have to have a lighthearted moment every now and then. Let me play this clip for you. We're going to play the whole thing. And I just wasn't expecting it to go where it eventually went at the end. Here we go. But I just thought I'd let you all know, I went to Mariano's today, minding my own business, and there were these women in line, and I had a cart, and I asked to excuse me, and because she was standing so close to everybody, I did this. She proceeded to yell at me and tell me I was crazy, uh, what was wrong with me, this is not a pandemic, this is a political hoax. And of course, she got my Southside Polish dander up which I should have just kept on walking. And I said, well, if you're not afraid, then why don't you uh, volunteer and go to China and take care of people? Well, God damn it, why don't you, bitch? And I said, well, I would, except I have no money. Well, at that point, I had to walk away because I thought about my daughter working at hospitals, trying to save lives with this pandemic. And I thought, you know, this woman has no idea that I'm almost 75, but I'm from Chicago. And I will gladly tap her on the shoulder and ask her to step outside and proceed to kick her bleach blonde 50-year-old ass. That's all I got to say. God bless. Take care of yourself. This is a pandemic. Be careful. I love you all. Bye. You know, all over the internet, we continue to have just horrible misinformation and disinformation just bad info out there about the impact of the coronavirus. And I think we are just now getting to a place where a lot of people are starting to take it seriously. And and now that we're in that place, we now see a whole wing of conservative America say, nah, F that. It's time to get back to work. This is not even real. Just if you're old, quarantine yourself. Everybody else get back to work. Listen, that's bad information. And I need us to all understand that the impact of the coronavirus, of course, is very real all over the world. It's continuing to spread. P- 
people are continuing to die from it every single day. I just saw Carl Anthony Towns, who's the power forward for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I've been following his career since he played for UK. I'm from Lexington, where UK is. And his mother contracted the coronavirus, was very, very sick. Now she is fighting to survive. She's in critical condition in ICU on a respirator. We just saw in Brooklyn, where my family and I live, a 36-year-old principal who was healthy, a black woman, super healthy, died from the effects of the coronavirus. Listen, this is real. And today I want to unpack and explain. And listen, if you're listening to the podcast and you're not black, don't think that this is not for you. I want you to understand how communities of color are impacted by this, how the people around you are impacted by this. This is for everybody. Yes, I want to share this information, particularly for black communities and black folk and black families. But I want you to all hear how a virus like this can actually disproportionately impact some people in ways that are very different than it impacts other groups. I have seven reasons why African-Americans are actually at a higher risk of contracting the coronavirus. And I'm going to share those with you today. Number one, it's because the virus appears to spread quickly in crowded cities. And I've seen this with my own eyes in my home borough of Brooklyn and in New York City as a whole. New York City simply was not built for social distancing. It's nearly impossible to practice it safely in New York. We live close together. We shop very close together. And we have nearly 9 million residents. African-Americans continue to live in the most densely populated cities across the country. Even in smaller to mid-range cities, African-Americans are often one of the largest populations of the more crowded city center. And I'm thinking even of my family who's from Lexington. Even though Lexington is basically really spread out, in the city it can be super crowded. And in the city, in the central city or the inner city, African-Americans live in those spaces. Here's the second reason why the coronavirus can hit black communities harder than others. African-Americans are one of the least likely ethnic groups to be able to work from home. All over the country, as people are ordered to isolate themselves and work from home, millions of African-Americans work in professions where this simply is not possible. We work in restaurants. We work at grocery stores. We dominate the staffs of hospitals from the security guard at the front desk to the cleaning crews to the nursing staff. We're sanitary workers. We are post office workers, UPS and FedEx workers. We're the cashiers. We're the food delivery workers. We're the Uber and Lyft drivers. And if we don't keep working, our bills don't get paid and our families don't eat. So as everybody is told to go home and isolate themselves, a disproportionate number of African-Americans just don't have that luxury because their jobs require them to be on the front lines. Here's the third reason why the coronavirus could disproportionately impact black communities. African-Americans working in Many of the jobs that I just talked about are also one of the least likely ethnic groups to have paid sick leave for themselves or paid sick leave for family members. And as a consequence, folk have to go to work sick 
every single day because they don't have paid sick leave. And it's dangerous. Yes, it's dangerous. But people know that they're going to lose their jobs or they're not going to be able to pay their bills if they don't show up to work. This is why, and listen to me, this is why we have to advocate for a universal paid sick leave policy, a national policy where every place of employment provides a mandatory number of paid sick leave days every single year. It's outrageous that we don't have it, and the United States is one of the only nations in the world not to have it. Here's the fourth reason. African Americans are one of the most uninsured and underinsured ethnic groups nationwide. Because of this, folk are slow to go to the doctor, and some people just downright don't go to the doctor at all. They can't afford it and have often gone years at a time without ever visiting a doctor. It's normal in black communities, particularly with black men, to have black men who have not seen a doctor in years and years. Of course, during the coronavirus pandemic, this is catastrophic because people will often have symptoms and go weeks before they're tested, leaving themselves in much worse shape as a result. This is not just true of the coronavirus, but if you don't have health insurance or you have a horrible policy with outrageous co-pays and deductibles and you opt not to go to the doctor for a respiratory problem or a sinus infection or strep throat, all of those health problems would only make the coronavirus worse for you and worse for those around you. This is why we have to fight for universal health care and a plan like Medicare for all. And I hate to sound like a broken record, but this is what the rest of the developed world already has. All right, I have just a few more that I have to share with you. And I just want to dispel the, the, the misinformation because black folk, not only can we get the coronavirus, but our communities, our families, our churches, our religious uh, our groups and organizations, we are all very much impacted by it. Today's episode of The Breakdown is brought to you by Blinkist. And I love Blinkist. I've told you many times, I only promote products on here that I personally love and support. And almost all of them I use voraciously. And Blinkist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. And it takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books And it condenses them down to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. And listen, successful people from business leaders and others are well known for reading a ton of books. And Blinkist is made for busy people just like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. It helps keep me sharp and informed. And we want you to get it. I trust Blinkist. I love what they offer. With Blinkist, you can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. If you go to Blinkist.com slash breakdown, you can try it for free for seven days and you get 25% off of your new subscription. That's Blinkist. Let me spell it for you. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. 
Blinkist.com slash breakdown to start your free seven day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash breakdown. Check it out, y'all. I think you'll love it. It's the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown, break it down now. Number five, doctors in America routinely underdiagnose African-Americans and fail to take health concerns from African-Americans as seriously as they do for white folk. This isn't my hunch. This isn't a conspiracy theory. Study after study has shown that medical needs, the medical needs, the concerns, the requests and reports of African-Americans are routinely just not taken as seriously as they should be. It's disgusting. But it's true, and it's been true for generations. And it creates a dangerous cycle of African Americans not feeling like we can trust doctors, then going less as a result, which only compounds the underlying problems in the first place. We see this. We've seen it in my own family. We have friends and other family members who've also said over and over again that doctors aren't taking their concerns seriously, and it's a crisis in this country. Number six, African-Americans pre- and post-coronavirus have one of the highest unemployment rates nationwide. Again, this unemployment creates a vicious cycle. Because the United States is the only developed nation in the world that ties your health insurance to where you work, meaning that you lose your health insurance when you lose your job, you can directly tie unemployment to a myriad of poor health outcomes. Unemployment will also mean a complete inability to buy things like masks, gloves, disinfectants, and all of the things that we're told that we need to have to protect ourselves. But if you're unemployed, You are struggling to pay your bills. You are struggling to buy food. You are struggling to get your prescription drugs and likely just don't have a way to get all of these extra things that we're now told we have to have to protect ourselves. Unemployment will also mean a complete inability to buy these things that we need. Again, and I have to say it, this is why we have to have universal health care that's not tied to employment. No other nation in the world ties health care or health insurance to the job that you do or do not have. All right, listen, I have one more thing, and this is important, and I'll probably do an entire episode on this. We've talked some about it, but it's getting worse and worse by the day. Number seven, as we're seeing right now at Rikers Correctional Facility in New York, Jails and prisons are sitting ducks for the coronavirus. Viruses and bacterial infections always spread like wildfire in prisons for so many horrible reasons. And first, it's because everybody is forced to live, work, bathe, and eat, and use the toilet in close proximity to one another. The very architectural designs of jails and prisons make avoiding close contact virtually impossible. Beyond that, the medical care offered to incarcerated people 
is some of the worst in the world. Furthermore, African Americans are not just incarcerated more than other ethnic groups. We also serve in so many of the staff capacities in these same facilities. Listen, the truth is, I could have made a list of dozens and dozens of reasons why African Americans are at high risk of contracting the coronavirus. But it goes back to the old saying, and and if you're black, you've probably heard this before. If not, maybe I'm saying something to you for the very first time. We say in our culture, when white folk sneeze, black folk get the flu. (laughs) When white folk sneeze, black folk get the flu. And all we're saying is, whatever white folk experience in this country, it almost universally hits African-Americans twice as hard, sometimes even harder. So when white folk have 5% unemployment, best believe it's going to be 10 or 15% for African-Americans. If white folk have 20% unemployment, it's going to be 40% for African-Americans. Whatever the symptoms of a problem are that white people have in this country, for so many reasons, black folk will feel it and it will hit black communities so much harder. Listen, I've got to run. We have so many things that we're working on and some big surprises that I hope to share with you soon. I want you, when you can, to go to our Instagram account at North Star Media. And let, me, let me make sure I have that right. Let me make sure. Hold on one second. Just stay right here with me and let me make sure I have that right. Willis, you don't even have to edit this out. I'm doing this in real time. Okay, no, no, no. At the North Star Media. At the North Star Media. And today and every Wednesday, we know at least uh, for every Wednesday this month, but I think we'll continue it beyond this month. We're doing Woman Crush Wednesday. And today we're highlighting uh, Sarah Mora, who I know who is a friend of mine. She's an amazing immigration rights activist, and I just want you to know her story. Thank you to the team who designed the brilliant graphic and wrote the uh, the caption there. But follow us on Instagram at the North Star Media. Check that out. Also, if you have not already, go to c19healthsquad.com. If you need help or you're offering help, we have a vibrant, active community from people from all 50 states all over the country in cities large and small, that are helping, that are also communicating their needs. We continue to need all of you, all hands on deck to be there. And we have some cool announcements that we're going to be making in the days ahead. Of course, thank you so much to Willis for editing and producing this and every episode of The Breakdown. You're brilliant. Thank you to our podcast director, Lissandra, to our entire team at the North Star for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break, 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 break.